Welcome. Apologies for being slightly late. John Flanagan has been on to us already, straight from comms giving out. What a night in Oriel Park. 39 episodes we're doing. This is the 39th episode. I think we're going to have a fully positive outcome tonight. Um, we're going to bring straight in from all the way from the Windy City, Dean Pingu Arrowsmith. And all the way from Oriel Park, probably the number one reason why we're late is Chris Clark. I finally go back That's... to the game and I, I get in trouble then for coming on late. <laughs> what do we think? I won't go back to Oriel Park again then, is that it? Yeah. So, Sorry, lads. My, li my lawyer just said that I'm not allowed to talk, so uh, I'll send a letter <laughs> instead. <laughs> we have a fully positive podcast for the first time in a long time, I think. I don't know. We'll fingers on this one, so we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> wait, wait till you hear who <laughs> my choices are wrong for him. What did Hubin do wrong for you tonight, Pinger? We'll get to that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Chris, you were at the game. You can kick us all. What did you think? Uh, ah, yeah, look, without a doubt, the, the best performance I've seen all season. Um, I think the difference of having a fully fit Sean Murray is just vastly evident. You know, he, he chased down balls that we haven't seen someone chase down in a long, long time. Um, I think he was just the difference today. I, he just seemed to run everywhere. He seemed to be everywhere. He was at the heart of everything. You know, he scored the goals. And then when you're able to bring someone like Duffy off the bench today, it's, you know, when's the last time that we were in a position to have a, an impact from somebody from the bench? So, yeah. It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> it really has been a while. And, we know, we and, and when you mentioned Sean Morley, we, we talked about him all in the season and, if you got the what's he got his fitness back and he stays injury free, he's a real asset to have. Whether it's coming off the bench or but for Statnick tonight, he was it was like it was like the Sean Murray we had originally. You know, it was himself and Jack Bourne kind of at the start of that kind of the thousand and probably was it nineteen season, eighteen season. And uh, you know, there was, there was an outcry when Jack Bourne got. I remember on Twitter we got Player of the Month and Sean Murray was completely robbed of it. Um, but I think when he's back on form and he's fit, he's almost unplayable in, in, in some games. Has jumping the gun there with his thinks he's going to be selected for his pizza anyway. For he's getting the order in early. Good man, Stephen. Yeah, he's getting the order in. Yeah, I, I think it was a very assured performance, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I think it's a long time. I think look after uh, after this past week, you know, with the with the Harps game and now tonight, I think the fans just make such a big difference. I think they lifted the team. Um, as I say, we'll talk probably a little bit more about Hoban a little bit later, but I think players like that, the senior players in the squad, have reacted the most, you know, and, and, and are really carrying the team forward now, you know, which is, which is great to see. But I've seen someone say that there was, there's a swagger back, and it actually looked like that at times tonight. Like, we look comfortable for the most part. Um, we started to see flashes of what Sammy can do. I thought Han... His, fi his final ball probably wasn't great into Huben, you know, in, like on the ground at, at times. But I think Han actually done all right in there again tonight. You know, like I've kind of been saying in other pods whenever he got a chance, um, he, he's done well in there. So, as you say, being able to start him, he puts in a decent performance. And him being able to substitute him and bring on Michael Duffy, like, um, the last few weeks when our bodies have been getting tired, you're bringing on young lads. And, and yeah. it probably aren't having the same impact. If you're 
if you're a Sligo cent or right wing back tonight and you see Michael Duffy coming on, you're like, oh, fuck. You know, so just it's great. Like, it would have been great maybe to see Duffy that chance that he had in around, uh, was it 70 minutes or so? Just after he came on, if he had a slot of that home, would have been great as well. You know, that kind of would have been the icing on the cake tonight. Yeah, I think the... I think probably the overall, if just just go through Twitter before we come on, the overall kind of consensus is that they just they looked like an old and dog. I'm not saying we're, we're not back at those kind of days, but it, it looked like I think it all it was almost just like like old or pre-COVID, you know, fans are back. I think fans made a massive difference. I, I didn't see a lot of the Finn Harps game the other night, but tonight the fans really made. I don't know whether we get the same result. And I'm, I'm not taking it away from the players, but. The fans were unbelievable tonight. I mean, you could hear, I know John mentioned it, John Flanagan mentioned it comments before. When you could hear the shed roar and you hear him singing, you know, getting at the players, that's got to be what It's definitely worth an extra goal a game, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, it's, it's massive. And even at the end, you know, Vinny and the players going around at the end of the pitch, like they were all staying on the pitch and the applause that they, that everybody gave them was just immense. Like, you know, it's it's been ages since I've seen that sort of atmosphere everybody was jeering everybody up and you know like I was on the I was to the I was in the ground to the left of the main stand and it was funny because when the players were down warming up they were kind of high-fiving the kids in the corner I thought even I kind of thought like yeah. even that's nice to see yeah. you know little things like that back happening again because I think if I think there's a turning of that Finn Harps match even the first game when you consider how well we played for so long I think if that's a turning point of how low we've got, I think the players kind of hopefully had a look at themselves and realised this this isn't good enough. There's young lads ready to step in here when you look at Hanradi, Mayoa, and I think they just kind of went, if I don't play well enough, these are going to come in and take my position. I need to buck myself up here. And it's just been night and day the difference as it's turned. But the fans tonight were just immense. The atmosphere tonight was brilliant. It was it was like the old Oriole back rocking. Yeah, I, th- I think when you have, when you're talking about the younger players, I think now if there was ever a season where younger players are probably going to get a chance between COVID and injuries, now is the time that are breathing down the first team's neck. Whereas years gone by, it mightn't have been that. You know, you, you kind of always had a nailed on place, but now it, it doesn't seem to be that. There's one or two that would probably be nailed on each week, but it's very few and far between. And the young lads are really getting a run at it now. Pingu, what did you think of just, uh, you know, obviously Murray had a, had a brace in the first half, but the probably only negative thing I took really from the whole game, really, look at Sligo with a couple of shots, decent of the ball, but their goal in particular between the Cleary and the right back was, I don't, the ball from Sligo, you know, when the touch was excellent, but the defending was probably the only kind of stickling point in the game. What do you, th- what do you think of that? Yeah, I, I probably agree with that. I know Flano, because um, I actually missed the goal and then I saw the replay, Flano had mentioned that I think um, I think the, the striker just got the... the like the right side, goal side of uh, of Djurkovskis, didn't he? Um, mm. And and you know it's it's it's. Flano will probably tell you this in the comments. It's defending one on one. You know you have to get goal side and and they just let him slip through. And you know again, look at Peter Cherry's probably stake this claim to stay in for the next couple of weeks um, and see how he does. But even his attempt to save it, I mean I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> I mean he jumped over the shot. To die for you know what I mean, and I don't know. Maybe he just didn't know where it was going, but uh, it just it just looked like a calamity of errors. And then you're thinking to yourself, well, this is back to reality of the last couple of weeks. You know, we score and then the opposition scores. But um, I suppose the, po- the positive is it didn't affect the team tonight. And I think that again, just 
talking about the crowd again, I think a lot of that goes down to the to the crowd. And you know, there's probably again, I didn't get a chance to talk the other night um, on Tuesday. I didn't get on because I was at work. Um, couple of weeks ago Bill was calling out supporters for the negativity towards players like this is now now all our players that came in at the start of the season are getting to see what Dundalk Football Club is about with our supporters and yeah I mean I, I don't think any, any anybody in the ground torn on any of the players on the pitch after that goal went in you know I think it almost had the for me that's what makes the big difference you know is Dundalk fans will back you and back you and back you until they can't anymore. <laughs> you know that kind of way. So I think for someone like Jokowski. Will we give him a moment? To the fans supported him and helped him, help push him forward. He, he was able to You're breaking up a fair bit on that one. He's, he's rushing to get his hope and feedback in in a couple of minutes. He's rushing through the rest. <laughs> do, you, do you want to keep driving Pingu and then we'll, we'll come back to you in a second see if you're in a better spot? Yeah, uh, yeah. Can you hear me there now? Is that yeah, right? yeah. That seems much clearer. Yeah. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry about this, lads. Um, but yeah, no. I was just saying, you know, that the crowd, the crowd, just like you know, Joukowsky probably didn't didn't do his job properly, you know, for that one. But uh, the crowd got behind him after, you know, they didn't turn it back on him. They support him, and that's what the North Football Club is about, and that's what our supporters are about. Um, they'll back you and I think that made the difference tonight compared to maybe two or three weeks ago where we concede and then um, you know there's no way back you know at least our supporters tonight got behind the team and I think that gave them a lift to just settle down again and get back playing and look at it it's not vintage Dundalk as you say Gally but it was definitely it was, it was an assured performance tonight and I, yeah. I, and it never looked it never looked like we weren't going to win you know once once we got the, the second goal it just looked like we were in control for the rest of the match yeah, like I think if you even compare it to, and we'll come back here, but if you compare it to the, the early game against Sligo in the season where Sligo wanted the ball, they seemed to want the ball more than us. Whereas tonight, I'm not saying we've lay on just in the Sligo, but they seem to be just quicker. They seem to wanted it more. I, I, I genuinely think the fans had a massive impact on tonight's match. Now, I think we would have, I think we would have won on merit anyway, but I think the 4-1 probably could have been five. Like Even when you look at what Sligo... Produced, they didn't produce a lot. Cherry had one or two simple saves to make. Now, simple with a goalkeeper this season is probably, um, you know, putting them widely. But uh, I think, like, apart from really the chance, they haven't really, Sligo really haven't really created it. And I, I just thought we were, we just, we were just hungry for it more. We just wanted it more tonight. I think the fact that it was at Oriel, um, just, I just see the comments coming in, just on anybody that hasn't seen the draw. So the FA Cup draw was done tonight, and we drew Pats away, but the, the, the talk of the draw is that so the way the draw worked was very simple. Well, it's supposed to be simple, but Conan Bowen didn't swirl the balls. So he just started picking one and then swirled them. So he drew out pats. So there's a big conspiracy in theory going on that they've done this on purpose. So if anybody's wondering what the comments are about, yeah. uh, a bit of conspiracy theory there. I was, wondering, I was actually wondering what that was all about. Yeah, like, so the, 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 the camera, cut, the camera cut him with a bowl. Yeah, he basically a bowl of four balls. Right. And he didn't, he didn't swirl them. He just picked one. And then, then started swallowing the next three after we picked out Pats. So this is the so the two Dublin teams that we kept apart and the both at home. Yeah. That's magic. So that's why there's a bit of a the Twitter's a light at the minute. I don't know if he's getting the views so right. On on uh, Pingu's point there, I'm just actually looking through the comments here. Like they're they're fairly coming in thick and fast here. So I'll try my best to get through them. But I think it was mm. uh, 
you know, it's Kyle Mucky in there. Like he said, you know, soon as Sligo had equalized, the shed just erupted in noise. Yeah. All of a sudden it started singing. I think that's kind of the difference of what this home crowd that we've missed. That we were chatting to people in Oriel tonight. We're saying, you know, there was no fear factor for any yeah. team coming to play in Oriel Park. It was like, these are meant to be, you know, potential champions and maybe like somewhat of a sleeping giant, but it's, it's one that everyone wants to get a bit of skin off. They were coming to Oriel Park. There was no fans. It was a dead rubber of a game. And, you know, teams just walked all over us as a result. I think yeah. having the fans back now, it's a little like, whoa, hang on a second. This isn't as easy as it, as it was previous. And fans chanting, boosting the team back up again, getting a bit onto the refs all of a sudden if decisions aren't going. There was a while there where there was two or three decisions that we didn't really, you know, we weren't really getting anything from it. And then eventually when we won a free kick, you know, the ironic cheers went up. And I thought, you know, it's, it's that sort of thing. It was obviously playing in also in the ref's mind that if I don't give a free kick soon, this yeah. home crowd's going to start getting on me. And it's those little things all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, the other thing from tonight was the, the, the bad injury for um, for Joukowskis in the middle of the park. He seemed to kind of overextend his legs slightly. I thought that was him done. Yeah. On it. Like it looked, it, it looked like a bit of a, um, I wouldn't say a season ending, but it definitely looked mm. like a jar or something. But I don't see, I don't see anybody talking. There's not too much on. No, well, if I could on, you would say, yeah, it must be all right. But I got worried there for a second because we seem to be coming at the it's other side. Of these, yeah, it's just something spending. you don't need. Yeah, especially, yeah. especially, especially at the back. It's just. No. Um, but just, just going, just on the, on, in particular, just in the first half, Sean Murray was. I know you mentioned at the very start, but he, he was like, I know, you know, we're missing fats to the end of the season and patching play tonight, you know, done okay. But Murray on full pelt is a, is, an, is a different animal altogether when he's fully fit and he's at it. I still don't think the pitch suits players like him, but mm. uh, I just thought he was excellent. That, that would, throughout the game, brilliant, but the first half in particular, I thought he, he just, he took the game with the scruff of the neck. Especially, even when we're used to going, you know, Unfortunately, we got one nil up, and then we conceded straight away. But then, within minutes, we're back in front, and it was just like he wanted. Whether or not Will Patrick is on the end of that, or you know, in, in particular, his goal where he ran in from the cross. I think it was was it was it Ben? Was it the cross? It in the camera. Um, or the first. He just seemed to want. Yeah, he just seemed to want to get to that ball before the defender more than anybody else has pretty much all season. I think the first one was in by Sammy, was it? Could have been. Yeah. 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 Chris, was it a good goal? You couldn't see it on the stream. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was I was delighted to hear that it was probably the stream tonight. It wasn't even. Like just uh, follow the ball. It's so simple. It. Yeah, it was. You know, just you, you could see his run. Yeah. Uh, when when you were live at it, but it was just it was a perfectly weighted. You know, and he had perfectly timed his run just to, to meet at the front post like that. So look, we've missed those runs from players, lads. Bye. We, we definitely yeah. have. Um. Gary, just just so we know that, I suppose we'll, we'll do our man of the match competition in association with Tony's Pizzeria again. I'm going to throw it out there, lads. It's a landslide in one direction so far, and this player may have scored twice tonight. It seems wow. to be going that way. Yeah, I'm I agree with the Pingus is going to be because it's not somebody else. So. <laughs> by, the, by the process of elimination. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and, you know, like, it's, it's it's one of them things, you know, big crowd in again, and you start to see a load of people that, you know, you hadn't seen in matches there for mm. ages. So that, that 
that was also good to see. And you could see people were kind of, you know, greeting people who they obviously hadn't seen in ages. But you know, I was talking to Ken Bogan um, at the match tonight, and and he was there with his dad and his and his young fellas. So there was three generations uh, here in the in, in the one match, um, and yeah. so it's always good to see that. Um, yeah, it's, and that's what's made. That's I mean, look, I know it's an influence on the game, but just just for people getting up to it. But I know they've been getting back for weeks slowly but surely. But the last two games, particularly with the numbers are so high, um, it's it, it, it's great. It's it's great just to hear the fans more than anything because you couldn't. But the five hundred always respected them, but you can't yeah. hear that roar because the cameras are already out. Exactly. In a three and a half thousand capacity stadium, yeah. like. Um, <laughs> And Ken will kill me if I don't mention Dylan again because he loves our show and he wanted to mention on it. So there you go, Dylan. You got a shout out. First ever shout out, I think, on the show as well. Yeah. Um, he'll sleep tonight. He'll sleep tonight. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and I, and there's there's a couple of people just actually just commenting in exactly what we said. Just you know the, the difference there of an empty Oriole Park and a good one with with a crowd and and flares and smoke bombs and everything is you know creates the atmosphere. Although the club yeah. the club might not like for for fines or whatever, but <laughs> sure that's why Danny created that GoFundMe page. <laughs> um, but I, I was just one of them nights where you know even even in the second half. I don't know if we, a lot of the times during the season, we've seen team, we've seen them come out and whatever's been said at half time, I'm not sure it hasn't worked, but players just didn't look like they wanted to give it in the second half. But these lads looked like if the game had went on for another half an hour tonight, they could have played for another half an hour and yeah. grabbed a couple of goals. There just seems to be a different energy. I, think, I keep going back to the fans, but it looks like over the last couple of weeks, our fitness has slightly gone up as well. And we, mm-hmm. you've got certain people, like I see it mentioned there with Greg Slogger. Greg Slogger had a great game. Yeah, I think Leahy at the back was outstanding at centre half. Um, I know look, there's a bit of a whether he's a centre half or a left full back, but at the minute he's playing centre half, I thought he I thought he was top class. Um like I I know we got mad at the match, a lot of names coming in. I definitely think he'd be, he'd be in the mix, but obviously the two boys have had a great game, Maurice scoring twice. But I thought Leahy was excellent. Clearing was normal, Dan. He, he puts in a crack and shift, but then for the goal, you know, he gets a little bit caught off. He kind of at this stage he probably has to cover the full back, which he really shouldn't have to do. Have to do, but um, yeah, I, th- I just thought I, 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 it never looked like we were going to lose. It just it yeah. was just one of those games. Longer went on there. There was there was yeah. five six goals there for us. When you think of yeah. Duffy's one on one, and there was blocks coming in at the last minute. They just had massive. Look, I know Bulger's a massive player for them, yeah. but it seemed like they just missed that sort of a leader or or somebody to drive their their squad tonight. And look. We all hate playing against Bulger, and he loves playing against us too. You know, he's always bang up for those games. So I just thought yeah. that little bit of fight just went 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 missing from then today. But look, I'm not going to complain because we've been on the end of of those sort of matches all season long. So two yeah. two decent games um, at home, two decent results at home. You know, it's. It's funny, you know, when when you get a round of applause when your keeper comes out and just catches the ball or holds on to it, it tells you how low our goalkeeping position got at one stage. Yeah. That they were all overloaded that that a keeper just came out and caught a ball. And um, so I think um, I think Flano might need to go and get um, some sort of oxygen or something because complaining yeah, of it. He drove he drove home tonight up probably up the M1 with the head of the window. Yeah, trying to clear the throat. To be fair, there's there's one or two. Um, Greg Sloggish mm. uh, nominations coming in now as well. He's, he's so, one of those players that kind of goes under the radar. I think so. You know, I see a lot of people on Twitter shocked that he was linked with Derry. I don't know why that would be a shock. Um, 
you know, during the week, you hear all this, the money going into dairy and stuff, but it's not a shock. He, on his day, he's, he's excellent. He just hasn't, he hasn't had the best run for us at early, early goals in the season. But um, just, just, we were talking at the start about having Mickey Duffy coming off the bench. Like, mm. I don't think anybody else runs down that ball for the third goal. I know, I know, I think it's been, has it gone as an own goal? I don't think it's Hovind, is it? We think it's the other replay. I think, I was just going to say, I think, um, Stephen Talbot was having is. a go at me for saying that this person scored twice. So he was thought he was having a go at me and maybe we've had to. But as far <laughs> as I know, it looked like the uh, the, the yeah. defender is like whether Hooven gives him a wee nudge or something, it does just come off him and in. But yeah. like you say, the, the run club, to it. The club Twitter is saying the that the club, Sorry, Twitter, the club Twitter is saying that Hoban got got two goals tonight. Oh, yeah, just okay. put up an interview with him and said he got another two. Yeah. The club yeah, also comes that, that you know. Filippo and Shane wearing sacks. <laughs> so we take that with a pinch of salt. Like. I think there was a was there a graphic going around Twitter tonight with Filippo as the manager. Did somebody have that up earlier on? It might have been on, on I don't know. Street. Was that someone on the stream? On the, someone said it was on the stream. When happened to my But just it just it was just a mention of Torgo from Duffy. Like there's not many not to say there's not many, but from Duffy to come out and run that ball down, a lot of players would have gave it up. And just to hit it first time, the, the, the instinct is probably stop it because he's so much space. But just to drill it across, and it's just moments like that. I think if we're going back maybe six or seven games ago, he doesn't do that. The confidence isn't there. The crowd aren't behind him. So he's probably he probably just stops the ball and tries to take another touch and cross it in, and it goes nowhere. But that's just, it's just, it's imagination. It's probably more just off-the-cuff stuff, and it's just instinct now with him. So when they're, when they're in that flow, they have this natural instinct. And look, it could, it could have went anywhere, but... It, I think he's, he's drilled it perfectly. And I, again, if Hoban's got it, that's two for him as well. But um, I just thought game, you know, nights like that in Oriel have badly been missed. And I'm not saying it would have changed a lot in the season. But, you know, when you, when you have results like that, it's hard to argue when, you know, when, when it's an empty stadium rather, rather than it was 2000 tonight, is it? Well, if there was 2000. Um, I'd say it was over there, wasn't it? It probably was. Yeah, I'll just make yeah. them in some will. Um, I think I missed, but, I've actually missed what the official announcement was. Call it two and a half. There we go. Um, is this where um, Gally and me and you sit back and we let Pingu talk about Hooban's performance tonight? I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have to. Pingu, can I shock you, lads? Go on. Go on. I thought I thought Hooban was excellent tonight. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Get in, <laughs> get in. That. Yo, yeah. hit the screen grab there. Yeah, no, I did. I I thought I thought he was excellent tonight. I didn't get to watch the game on Tuesday, but I, I was listening in to Flano. But I, I don't always trust Flano because he says certain players are great no matter what. Um, so I have to watch it with my eyes first before I before I call. You him. be but careful, because Flano's watching tonight because he's commenting I, in here, so he'll be back onto you fairly quick now. Oh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. It's all right. Is 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 make Ali to stick up for now in a minute anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, look, I. Honestly, look, I, I want to make this point because another another couple of podcasts brought out this week after the game on Tuesday and said, you know, that that Huben has come in for unfair criticism, etc., throughout the season, and probably some of that is directed at me because I've been very critical of him at times this season. And I want to say at times for most of the season I've been critical of Pat, but can I start by saying, look, Pat is a Dundalk FC legend and he'll go down as a Dundalk FC legend and when, when you've done what he's done and you've scored the amount of goals that he's scored he sets an enormous bar for himself um, the thing that frustrates me with Pat is 
so when I'm watching the games and when I'm doing the, the analysis on this here with you lads, I try to take off my Dundalk FC support hat and put on my coaching hat because I want the analysis of the players to be as fair and impartial as possible. As a striker, there's times when the ball is passed into Pat, or has been, not, not including today, because today he's done a really good job of it, but there's been times this season where a ball has been passed into Pat, it doesn't get to him, he's the closest man to the defender that's won the ball, and he just stops and lets them run straight by him. You know, so that's that's where a lot of my frustration around Pat comes from. You know, where Dundalk play a pressing game, uh, and he's just he's one of these players that um, <laughs> I was just laughing at some of these comments. But uh, <laughs> St- Stephen Todd's been texting me privately as well, uh, so he's not winning any pizza tonight, no matter how hard he tries. <laughs> but uh, but no, but what what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get across is you know as a striker you want someone to put that that kind of pressure on to just alleviate pressure from coming back to us. And this season we've been under a hell of a lot of pressure. Um, so you want someone like Pat to chase down the ball and try win it, win it back. And when he hasn't done that, it's been extremely frustrating. You sit and watch Davy Mack, and I compared him to Davy Mack, and I think Flano called me out about a month ago on this. You compare him to Davy Mack that works himself into the ground and can't play 90 minutes because he does that, he does that donkey work. And we haven't seen it from Pat probably until the last two weeks, and he's starting to hit form. And I have no problem saying I'm wrong uh, in situations like this. Um yeah, I know, Flano, I want them to score goals, but I also want them to do his job when we don't have the ball as well. Uh, they're all fucking winding me up here. Um, the most entertainment Pat, I've ever had on this show, lad. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Pat, Pat, in fairness, Pat's the kind of player that responds to criticism as well. I'm not saying it's me. He's not responding the to me. Probably is. But I don't know if you remember when Stephen Kenny left. Bingo, bingo. I think Vinny has all your comments pinned on his locker. <laughs> he would only he doesn't he doesn't look at social media. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're okay then. Good <laughs> so he wouldn't have any of that. But uh, no, like Pat, I don't know if you remember when Stephen Kenny left in 2018, and um, and who do you call it? And and Vinny took over and won the league and everything. Pat Pat said at the time, I think he got interviewed at the end of the 2019 season, and he said we wanted to prove we're not a Stephen Kenny team. You know that all the success wasn't his. So he responds to criticism. I, I had a phone call with his agent, Liam Carroll, a, a while back, probably not about anything really to do with football, but he mentioned, Liam mentioned that he listens to the podcast and watches it every week. I'm not saying that it comes from us, but the criticism that Pat got, just in general, because I know I'm not the only one that has criticised some of his performances, has probably got back to Pat. And, and some of the criticism of the team over the last couple of weeks has probably got back to Pat. And I don't doubt that that's probably motivated his performances over the last couple of weeks too, you know. So I'm going to keep telling him shit if he keeps playing the way he's playing in a minute. So, um, but no, look, you, you want them, you want them to be playing like this, and I'm great. I'm glad that he has over the last couple of weeks, and and look, long may it continue. Um, and I'll say it early, he's my pick for man the match tonight. There we go. Whisht. Wow. Yeah, boy, yeah. Call it early. It's only what time is it? It's only twelve to eleven. So it's not that early. Well, this is compared to the last game, lad. So, um, someone can wake up Flano now. Fingers finished. Uh, <laughs> Flano's only sleeping because he's too busy uh, smelling the the hash in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> he's all with smoke bombs. That's it. Some, that's some other kind of smoke. It wasn't. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Baby. I know what you mean. Cheers, Gal. It, it's frustrating. Yeah, I, I get like it. It is. It's. 
I think you you just you want as you said he's a club legend. You want more each week from him. Look, but that's I think as a, as a you're right when you say you take off your dog hat to kind of look at it and you know like there's there's been a lot of players down the years that played that role and didn't get a quarter of the roles he he's gone. And you just kind of want that all the time. And when you're when you're in a rut like the dog of being, you're, you you it kind of maybe those those moments when he's when he's not scoring or he's maybe giving up on the ball, they're probably more analysed, they're probably more magnified. Um, so yeah, I do I do I do get what you mean. And I'm, uh, I know I know Shannon Flanner's probably sitting at home wetting himself, but uh, that's that's what that's what it's all about. I got it for I got it for Vinny for weeks, so it's it's nice to pass the buck on. <laughs> <laughs> next like, next, next week I'll talk about Vinny. <laughs> I just were talking about Pat. It finished for the fourth goal. Was he like, took it so well? It was um, and I, I have to mention as well. Cleo's ball into now whether it was intentional or not to go to Duffy for the third one, I don't know. But it was an, an absolute peach. Like, he mm. he probably tell people that he's done it on purpose. But um, just just talking with Hogan, uh, an excellent game. His um, he seemed to be. I don't know if it's our pitch or it's just. Sligo were a little bit underwhelmed, or you know, under the squad isn't great. Like, he just he seemed quicker, he seemed faster across the ground tonight. Now, he is quick anyway, but he, he seemed to have that little bit of extra pace tonight. But his finish for the fourth goal, I, I thought, was excellent. Well, deserved. even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't get the actual official record of the, of the own goal, but um, I thought he was excellent tonight. Yeah, definitely up there. Stephen Todd wanted to get these two goals tonight. Yeah, he must have had a bet on, maybe Todd had a bet on, did he? <laughs> Well, he's not betting on a pizza. That's one thing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but in all around, like they, these podcasts are too few far between. It's, um, it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's great. There's no real. The only criticism is Jokovic's for the goal. But even at that, sure, if you gave one of them every week and we played the rest, it's grand. You know, like you know, if we've done, done everything else, there's not a problem. Um, Here's the thing: is in the last two games, we've we only conceded one goal, so we are averaging more than a goal. Everything every last few games, and then you think we've put what seven if we scored seven yeah. and two, you know, like yeah. we were dreaming of this. Let's that, that's we, we, we were saying here last week. Who do what was it last Friday? Where were we last Friday, Chris? Who were we playing? Uh, is that not Harps 3 3 36? But we said this, you got, you, yeah, was it Harps? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then we said we had three games at home, so it could change. You know, it could gain you a couple of extra points down the line. These three matches at home, three consecutive runs. So we goes there on Monday night, and it's not going to make or break the season. But I mean, it gives us that little bit of momentum. A couple of wins, we start to slowly, very, very slowly. I mean, all the way, all the results didn't go. Is the match in hand? This the match in hand. Yeah, yeah. So this is a like, Monday night's a big game because we we talked about it for weeks. It's already having matched in hand, but you got to get the points on the board when, when the game comes up. And the results didn't go our way tonight. I don't, I'm, I'm nearly sure the game's all finished the way they meant the, the way early on. Um, but everybody won tonight, so it's not that it's at least we're staying up, we're keeping up with the Joneses. It would have been a pity if, if we could, could have got some points off somewhere else. But um, no, an excellent night all around. You can't really you can't really fault him in any way whatsoever. Even the young for that come on, I thought he was excellent. Um, and I thought, I actually thought Han. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're, with his work rate and that, I think yeah, it's, it's fitness. Is, that they were saying, you know, he he put in a shift yeah. tonight again. So. I'd like to, I'd like to see the step on, but I think he covered a lot of ground tonight. He really did. Um, just see the Frank Carlin just had, had it, just when we're talk, still talking about Pat there, and you know, it, it was something we were. I was actually discussing on the way out of the ground, and 
is when Pat just gets the captain's armband for the past few mm. matches, it seems to kind of transform his... Maybe he's thinking that, you know, look, I'm, I'm captain now, I'm standing captain, I need to up the game. I You know, I can't be the one slack and I can't be... Look, I know, Pinger, you would say, you know, you're just looking for a little bit more um, energy from him maybe at times and maybe that's what the captain's armband actually gives him is is that little bit extra energy for it because like is that five goals in three games for him i think so yeah, is it yeah, three, that's, yeah. That's, that's a phenomenal return well i think he's actually hasn't he scored in the last four yeah probably has that's as well as a three you could be four oh, yeah he scored yeah. in sligo as well yeah yeah, yeah. Like he'd be, he'd be classed, as, we're talking with the captain, he'd be classed as probably one of the elder. What he, he's probably 30, I think he's 30 now, is he? Like he'd be, he'd be classed as one of the elder statesmen, even though he's, he'd be in his prime, but he's been there, you know, when we're talking about this era of footballers, he's there a long time. Now, obviously, you'd like to think he doesn't need the captain's armband to kind of become that leader, but I mean, if, that, if, it, if, it, if it works and it, it gives people that mental edge, and I'm all for it, you know, that's, I know Andy Boyle is generally the man there, but. Yeah, I think when he, when he put it on, he gave it to the young for the other night as well, uh, Anis Mahoon, and he gave it to him. And mm. like that's it's things like that that you know you got to step up at times like that. I think he, he led by example tonight. I think Maury again with him, Maury was outstanding. I think the two of them ran the game tonight completely. Um, but the except, I mean, also Lee, I put Lee in that bracket as well. I think Lee had a break in. And um, just something, Gally, I just noticed on the comments tonight so apologies for anyone commenting in via twitter it seems to be they moved over from periscope to twitter and i'm not getting any comments through tonight so i'll try my best to keep an eye on the twitter page just for for comments that come in on that but i'm sure by the next show it'll be fixed so it seems to be just youtube and facebook we're getting people's comments tonight so apologies if anyone else is in if we haven't we're just blanking people on twitter tonight we're not it's because we're happy people, yeah. people think we're, we're not talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like so did Bose finish 2 1 tonight then? I, th I as far as I know, all results stayed the same. I think Rovers got a 90, could see, score an own goal in the 92nd minute to beat Pats. Like, oh, it seemed to be, we're kind of running in now to play Bose maybe at the right time then, are we? That have I, have I, yeah, I think by suggesting that, but like they, they look fairly gettable at the back all of a sudden, and, and you think of our form of how we're scoring goals all of a sudden, yeah. I think, and I think you give him a chance if you had asked me two weeks ago about that fixture, I'd be dreading it, yeah. And if it's in daily mount, you probably wouldn't be thinking, you know, hmm. but the fact that we've got this run now, I know like we call it a run, it's two games, but I mean, it's two games we couldn't get together during the season, um, and yeah. it's with the fans at home, I think. Bows, Bows would be a little bit more nervous now coming up on Monday night. Um, I think playing anybody Monday night with the, with the three games in a week at home, I think anybody coming to Oriel Park Monday night would be up against. I think we, we shouldn't fear anybody coming up. Um, because with the, with, when them fans are back, that team look like a different animal. Now, I don't know if that's just us looking at the game tonight and the game on Tuesday against Finn Harps, but you have to take it for what it is. Fans are back in the stadium, the boys are playing better football. So if if that's if that's if that's what if that's what it is and that's what it looks like then that's what that's what you want and Monday night I think Bose would be very fearful of coming up, um, but especially when it's that game in hand. I think you know we're not calling out results yet, but yeah, I, I would I definitely wouldn't fear them. Look, you, you've seen Georgie Kelly's goal during the weekend. Yeah, you know, it's no secret. I think people think 
I've seen a lot of Twitter during the week about him and people said, oh, the dog fans didn't know what they had. Believe me, the dog fans knew exactly how, George, how good Georgie Kelly was. Oh, yeah. it, 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 was let, it wasn't us to let him go. It's, it was a, you know, a club decision. Or, you know, he had Pat in front of him. But people knew, as soon as he signed, people knew how good he was. And if you weren't watching then, then you know, unfortunately, you missed, but he, he was excellent at Dory. Now, he's a different, he's gone up a level since he went to Bowles. He didn't really do it at Pat's. But yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the, keep... system, the system may not have suited him at, at no. Pat and how they were playing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. it seems to be he gets a lot of play in directly into him now, and that's that's his game. You can you well, look probably when he was playing behind Pat. Yeah, when he was at Oriel Park, he's seen what a big target man can do and and how to play, and and you can see he's got little things that he can play with his back to goal a lot better now than 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 he did when he was with us. Yeah, you know, he was he was a bit of a target man that we used to hit with late high balls up towards him. Towards now, I think he's he's more of an overall player, and he probably he only became that. I mean, you think of him at the start of the season, he wasn't really you know tearing up trees or anything like that. But as the season went on, and you think of the players he has, you know, playing so well around him, I think that's probably transformed him a fair bit too. And um, getting getting you know. Playing that many matches with, with with good quality all around him has just had that effect. Would he have got that at Oriel Park if you had to say? Probably not. Yeah, you, you'd be probably looking at being third choice striker right now. Yeah, you know, oh, easily, yeah. With, yeah. with every all the injuries he had, yeah, he would have. But like, and there's no there's no way a player like that hangs around. I know he got his loan to pass, but he shouldn't. Though you know, no, and, he, and rightly so. Like I mean, we talk about from UCD, he was kind of the next. You know, like there was talking during the week, Kenny calling him up to the Ireland squad. I mean, he's been unbelievable for both. And Alan Cawley did call it at the start of the year. I do remember a podcast. And he said he's, he is the best centre-forward in the league. If he gets a run of games, I suppose, he will become the best centre And he, he's, he nailed it. I mean, Cawley would be he'd be well up on everything in the league. And I kind of thought he was a wee bit off. I, th- I still think Hoban on his day on McMillan. But George has been right up there. But... You know, the dog fans have thought we knew this years ago, we knew how good he could be. Um, and just to confirm that, that yeah, that finished Finn Harps beat Bowles. So that's, mm. you know, it's, it's something great you know, for Finn Harps. Yeah, it's a great win for Finn Harps. It's, 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 it's a nightmare scenario for Bowles because if, if we turn them over one tonight, that's two in a row. Um, that could put them on a little bit of a, a downward spiral for the next couple of weeks. But again, we have to, we still have to go out and beat them. And at Oriel on, on Monday night after the last two games, I wouldn't fear anybody coming up, with the exception of maybe Rovers, but I, I wouldn't fear anybody. Do you think, Pingu, I'll probably come to you on this one, right? I'm just thinking with, you know, when you think how, how low things got in that three-all draw um, with Harps, and you're thinking, are we still this easy to play against? But then you would say for, you know, you're 80, what, 84 minutes away from absolutely cruising in that game, but then collapsed. You turn around and but if you add up all the extra time and full time to, to beat Harps 3-1, which sounds quite convincing when you put it that way, but then tonight's performance backs that up and you're thinking, all right, now there's something. Is there a little fear factor back at Oriel Park, do you think? Yeah, you would you would like to think so. You know, I, I definitely think tonight is a signal of intent. Um, I think that performance tonight, I think people are going to be afraid to come to Oriel Park after that. You know, I think, as I said, two, three weeks ago, People were probably thinking to themselves, Oriel's an easy an, an easy point at least, you know. The way Which we was, were it's a fair comment though, like because we yeah. we nearly were though. Yeah, um, but I think tonight, like I know, obviously you talked a little bit earlier that Bulger was missing, um, mm-hmm. 
for Sligo, but I mean that's still a pretty strong Sligo team that they had out there tonight, you know, and we're we're not at full strength. I know it was pretty strong, you know, as some people are saying in the comments, you have Leahy playing centre back, um who's not a centre back, you know. Um yeah, so I, I just think from what I've seen anyway, from what I've seen tonight, I think if we can just get a run together, and I know it's going to be tough because we have so many games coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, or in the next week even, yeah. another two games, um, it's going to be difficult to keep the run together, but if we can get a positive result Monday, I mean, nobody nobody's going to want to come to Oriel Power. Nobody's going to want to play against us. Hmm. Even even just having a, a undefeated run now, Gally, with that's even something because we were just throwing away elite points all season long. So I think just to be back to those teams that not play well but still pick up something in it, I nearly take that still. Like a, a run, a, a run of draws wouldn't be bad at this stage. But like I mean, would you've got like a run for us two games to win two games on the bounce, and the way they've won them as well. I know like it went extra time on Tuesday night, but you know to come, come through it like they did tonight in particular, like Sligo Rovers. I mean, they probably the they've probably the one of the best seasons for the last probably since they won the league, um, and if, if they can carry that in, even just for another game, another maybe two games, because yeah. it'll keep Egypt like us off the backs. It'll give us a couple of positive podcasts for a couple of weeks. Um, but you know, it's especially when it's especially when it's a game in hand. The game in hand is the thing because you know it's all well and good. We said it, we said it a million times. It's all really good having those games, but you got to make them count and. Look, you've got to make every game count at this dark stage of the season, but a run of three or four matches and even beyond. But once they don't, once they can, like you said at the start, we've only conceded now. If you can keep the clean, if you keep the goals conceded to one, even, and yeah. we can keep going the way we're going in the far end, you know, get, results will come and we'll be very tough to beat. Like, I, we're down a couple of players tonight. I, you know, we've got makeshift centre half pairing, but I, I didn't think they, they faltered too much. I thought Lee was excellent. The actual was very comfortable uh, playing left centre back. Um, but yeah, a run of games to, into Monday night. Like, you're, you're only thinking about the next game anyway. But Monday night, another big game, uh, and hopefully they can uh, they can come through. It's not, you know, you take one nil. But I mean, I don't see why they can't repeat what they've done tonight. Even the the semi final is like five six weeks away, isn't it? As well, so it's, it's a twenty twenty something. Is it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a month away anyway. At least, yeah, a month. So at least you can concentrate on league now for a while. Yeah. Like. You know, it's it's a, a, a exact focus. Dad, should we start having a look at our man of the match competition? I was trying to add it up there. For, for Pat has come in. It's very close. There's actually there's. I don't know if some people are drinking. People have voted twice for Sean Murray and Pat Hoban. So I by automatic default, he's a cancer yourselves out of the competition. <laughs> So that rule, Stephen. Stephen Todd's uh, disqualified. There's, there's people started with Pat Hoban, then went, oh, oh no way, Sean Murray. Well, Darren Meehan said it's a toss-up between uh, Huben and Murray, two excellent. So, does that count him out? Well, he's got does, to. He, 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 did he win a piece of draw? I know he won a mug. Yeah. Yeah, but like Lee, Lee deserves a mention as well. Now, though he won't be in the... I'm just looking at the numbers. He won't be in that. But Lee, he would definitely be in there for me. I thought he was, I thought he was top class. Uh, there you go, 20, 24th of October. Cheers for that. 24th, there we go. So that's like it's a fair, it's a fair it's bit away there. So we'll take Sunday. that. Yeah. Back to, back to back, we play Pat as well, he said. Oh, Jesus. Um, right, there's a late run on, on Hooban going on here. Um, Gally, I'll let you go first as I... Uh, points on one for us. 
uh, the, the results, like I, I, I had in mind, it, Sean Murray for me, I, I won't keep it too long, but for, for me, Sean Murray, the influence the game like he did, whether or not Hoban, Hoban play, you know, gets on the end of stuff, whether the team ticks they did tonight without without the likes of uh, Sean Murray, I don't know. But just just shading it for me, it's Sean, Sean Murray's my man last day. Bingo, you sticking with yours? Yeah, yeah. I think the way that he brought players into the game was great. He chased down centre half, so he, he's gonna get a he's gonna get a vote in my book for that. Just for that alone. Can can we get you just to mention his name though? It's just because we're recording yeah. this. <laughs> Patrick John Huber. Patrick John Huber. <laughs> um. So it lies with me then, is it? Yeah. The casting vote. I feel I feel it's staying up now till two o'clock the other night. This is justified. Considering you two weren't here. <laughs> um, for me, um, for me, it's Murray as well. For actually, do you know, do you know what was one of his most important pieces of play? It was halfway through the second half. It was a bit of a lost cause, and and the the ball was kind of running a little into the corner, and Huben was kind of jogging over towards him, and Murray came over, put a bit of pressure onto the player. They switched yeah. it over to far side and he legged it one side of the pitch to the other just to put pressure on them. And between himself and Sammy, they, they ended up, you know, giving away the, the ball. The, the Sligo players ended up giving away the ball out for a throw in in a needless situation. I just thought that's what we've missed. Someone just finally harassing a little bit and putting players under under the pressure for that. So. For that, it's, it's, it just seemed to be what we were missing. It seemed to be just that yeah. that little that player in behind the strikers, just giving a little bit of a break. And I just thought he, yeah, I just thought he was excellent. I mean, look at it; it'd be a toss up between the two. I do think Lee comes into it, but just for the, the, the brace he scored in the first half, um, I think yeah, I, I can't I can't see anything but him. I'm wondering, lads, for the um, for uh, for one of our number one fans who who. Who dedicated tonight? And um, his dad Ken met, messaged in earlier on to say Dylan's a big fan of us. I think we'll give it to Ken because he said uh, Murray tonight, but we kind of wanted to go to Dylan. What do we think of that? Yeah, I was happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. He was the order. Um, he never should have pizza. <laughs> 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 we're, we're happy though. So congratulations to the Bogan household tonight and um, winners of the. Uh, Tony's Pizza. So we want to, we want a picture of that online just to make sure that's legit. We need to see uh, Dylan actually eating a slice, <laughs> just to be a hundred percent. And Pingu, are you okay for time? Or are you got a run? Yeah, or? I've got got another five minutes. Just 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 before you go, then I think there's there's you know I think most of social media this week kind of uh, erupted after uh, the LOI Central podcast this week where. They had the head of RT Sport in. What did you make of the conversation? What did you make of his reaction, I suppose, to some of the questions that was put? Uh, I haven't got listening to it yet, to be honest. Great. I'm glad I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I, caught, I, I caught about three quarters of it. Wow. Yeah. What did you think? I thought he had some fair points. Hmm. I do think he's kind of... I def- it's the first time I've ever heard him talk. I never actually, I never actually heard him on a, a podcast or anything. Like that. I, I do think he raised some good issues, but some of the stuff was a wee bit. You're better at words, Chris. What's the word I'm looking for? It, it was a wee bit kind of. 
oh, I just felt he, he wasn't really getting it. So I, mm. I think he was kind of just a wee bit too far. Like if, if he was to take his, if he was to just stand as an ordinary citizen or an ordinary kind of fan, he probably wouldn't side with the way the views he had. I do think he made some good points. I, I like obviously you don't agree with anybody getting the abuse that he, the levels that he's talking about, the OT fans, the games and stuff like that, or OT uh, staff. Mm. But you know, it, it, generally when when it comes to fans and it comes to League of Ireland, the fans very rarely get it wrong. You know, they're, they're very rarely like you know some people overstep the mark, but it's very rare they're out of line. So. To come out with some of the stuff that he said, I think I, I had I had actually quote for him, but my phone's actually gone dead. There was a couple of quotes I had from him, but I I'd like to get him I'd like to get him talking to a fan forum. That's right, that's why I'd like to put put him talking. I know he's in a League of Ireland Central, right? You'd like to get him in front of some fans and a discussion. I think he's good for the game, but I do think some of the stuff that he made regarding you know people getting threatened and you know like. I, I don't know whether that actually, I, I don't there's no I don't know if there's proof for that I don't know if he's just talking about that I'm not here to say he's not he's, he's telling lies but it's, it's hard I don't want to say I'm going to get us in trouble but I, I just think I think he came across well but yeah. I would have my reservations at, that he's coming at it from his own side and his own kind of it'd be like us going on a Shamrock Rovers podcast and talking you know telling us we all hate Shamrock Rovers because we often talk to you it'd be that type of yeah, level of you know, so it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to take it, make it too much of a clinic and remark on it. But look, he had, he had think, some good points. I yeah, I think he had some valid points, and you know his 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 points over, you know, for for League of Ireland, we all need to take a look at ourselves and yeah. and look at what what's actually going out on camera and how does that look is a yeah. fair point. But that's not a conversation. That that shouldn't be a reason for him going on like a, a technically a fan pa- a podcast to say these are reasons we won't. That should be him sitting down, um, with with the FEI saying mm. we've an issue here that the, the package doesn't look great on TV because the stadium across the league, in, in most parts, isn't good enough. So how do we improve that? And then the FEI RT or any of the broadcasters need then to go to government and say, well, hang on a second, this domestic football in, in this country, if we look at the senior team has X amount of league players in it, but we're struggling to improve yeah. the um, the package on TV. We need to increase stadia across it. So let's look at the sports council and getting better grants across the way. And that's one way to do it. But you know, it's not, it shouldn't be a reason to be given out to the fans saying, well, this is why we can't do it because it's not there. He should be saying, well, actually, we'd love to do it more, but it's it, it the package doesn't look good on TV. And as a result, we talked to the FEI and we've talked to the FEI have gone to talk to government and we're hoping that will improve. But what annoyed me was he was kind of saying, well, the package is 15 games and then we'll stick with whoever the top team is um, in Europe. But surely that goes out the window when you get like Bowles playing Pauk, it's such a big game. Yeah. There was nobody else playing that night. You got to say, well, that's the big one. Even us playing playing Rapid Vienna, or Rapid Vienna, do you hear me? Um, Vitez Armand that time, that's a big game. They're a big yeah. team, big European teams. If that attracts the neutral fan, 
you know, yeah. like that's that's the whole point of this. You know, like the, you look at the attendances, the bulls were get. Some of them were just neutral fans walking down just to play, uh, just to see a game of football in course, Aviva. Yeah. Now the Aviva and us playing in in Tallis Stadium, they're two good backdrops. So his argument saying we can't yeah. do more games because the backdrop doesn't look good. You're trying to tell me the Aviva and Tallis Stadium is not up to scratch now. Yeah. You know, so that annoyed me. I was like, well, you, you, you can't do that. And then I thought, well, why is the package 15 games? And why are we not looking outside that? Every so often, like there's, you know, if you look, there's a Northeast Derby. There's there's several Dublin Derbies. There's a Loud Derby. You know, there's a Munster Derby. There's loads that, that can go on. There's appetite for that. But but showing a random game every so often, I like to say Dundalk versus, versus Sligo, tonight like it's not a top billing yeah. in any way but you can be damn sure in the next round of fixtures there's something very important happening but that won't be televised yeah and I, I, it's it's like we'll go back to this where there's people kind of dictating with what way it should be, the league should be done and it's like they've never watched a game it's like they've never been actively involved at it now this this guy seems to be someone who who could be very beneficial yeah Sorry? like he's like coming from yeah. Monaghan he's not He's not a Dublin centric, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's excluded in where there's top facilities all around. It. He knows what it's like to, to to have poor facilities, to be marginalised close to a border like that. Yeah. So I think he gets that part absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But like even to like you said there about the European games, like if you followed if you just followed the top team, like they could have a nightmare run. Yeah. And like and if they're out the first if they're out the first night, well that's your right. Well, what what do you do then? You just ask him to wait. Like, there's no but foresight. It's when typical we just. The Champions League that showed Shamrock Rovers versus AC Milan. Yeah, yeah. I think and with that, just... like, I think part of it is they want to show the team struggling. Like the Champions route is that is an easier route where you're playing better teams. So what's the chances of success realistically? Yeah. I mean, it's few and far between. And then if a Rovers or a Dundalk gets knocked out in the first round, it justifies their decision not to show league games. Yeah. Right. I mean, I. What I think needs to be done is, you know, you need the FEI, you need the government, you need RT. They all need to sit down in a room and say, what needs to be done to market yeah. this? Because like my, my mother and father went over to Liverpool to see my brother today, and that, those boats are full of people going to Manchester, going to Liverpool, etc. Mm -hmm. A couple of years ago, you had was a, um, one, of the, one, of these, one of these online football magazines went to the, to the Dublin Derby. Yes. Remember they've done a video a video about it. Yes. If, if grounds were improved, and they don't need to be improved drastically. Well, I mean, Oriel Park needs a drastic improvement, but but you know, you if you improve the grounds, I think you will get people that'll come and watch it. Like Dundalk, given the profile we had in 2016, given the profile we had last year in Europe, Dundalk is now a recognizable brand in world football. You know, like I I'd walk down the street in Chicago and not all the time. But to be a case about where the Dundalk here and they're like, oh, Dundalk FC, an English lad will walk by me and say, oh, I know them from when they played Arsenal. Are they people in the No, they're English. They're English. Um, I don't walk Pete by the Pete Six would know who Dundalk will. <laughs> but uh, no, but what, what I'm like, you know, what I'm saying is they're a recognizable brand and they need yeah. to go and tell them, watch a game on Oriel Park. You know, you know, and, and as, as he says, and that, it is a fair point that he makes, the backdrop doesn't look great. But you need government funding. Like I think someone was saying, like in Iceland, I think that has what a fraction of the of the population that we have, and their government provides something like 
thirty million to their local team, you know, to their to their uh, to their league teams every year. What do, what does the Irish clubs get a year? I think they have to pay fifteen grand to enter the league. Yeah, but that was up right. until recently. They have to pay. It still is, yeah. So you don't get anything from the governing body. You don't get anything from your government. You know, like that's just ludicrous. Hmm. Frank Carlin just has a has a very good point in there, just saying, you know. A simple way they, they, they could help this, like the, the the prize fund for winning the league is what 150 grand. You considering you got to take your costs out for coming in and then to run the club for the rest of the year, like that's that's pittance and that's to go the whole season and win it. You know, we really need to look at now. He's throwing out figures, you know, one million to the winner, half a million seconds, 300. But imagine that sort of money in the league filtering down. Yeah, you'd be talking like a bottom club, and that could. Potentially still earn fifty thousand for finishing last. Yeah, like that's yeah, massive f- money to, yeah. to fifty grand. Massive, yeah, massive. Well, like, I'm I, 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 disrespectful I, to first I division teams. Very good point there. Yeah, like, like, like if there was a talk, if there was, like, if you're finishing bottom in the first division, you're getting kind of, or even if you've been relegated, whatever it is in the Premier, there's more interest even from teams. Like, how many teams have been invited to join the league that will not just refuse to go into the league of Ireland because yeah. it costs so much? But like, is it is it is it Castle Bar? Are they asked year on year? And they, because the setup they have is incredible, but it costs them that much money. They're just like, why? Why would you go near it? I think that's kind of what Minute and that were kind of yeah even questioning as well. It's like they have a great setup on what they have, and what's yeah. the point in them stepping up because the operational cost is just going to be. Yeah. and you have Carlo IT there, another setup. We were at the pitch of Carlo IT two, two years ago, and the setup there. No, there's no stand, but I mean the setup is unbelievable. But yeah, why would a team from Carlo go into the league? You know, yeah. just. The price on but it is if you, just if you thought you were if you were somewhere mid table in the first division and could still come out with maybe twenty grand, yeah, from it, you know, a couple of seasons in there, you can start improving your facilities. But yeah, ideally, I think, what you'd want the minimum you'd want back is your cost covered. That's yeah. the minimum. You know, like you're not you can't go and charge forty quid for a game of football to hundred fans. You've only got 100, 150 fans going to games. UCD have struggled, but they've got facilities. Yeah. But the, the minimum, you know, obviously you don't get exorbitant costs. You get the minimum covered. And if you go over that, that's your own fault. But you should be at least looking to recoup what you've put into the league to join. And you don't even get that. It's, it's just, there's no incentive. And look, I know we've got, we've got great clubs there and great people working at it, but there's only so much. Like, I know he's, 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 given, he's, he's hammered the fans in a bit of the interview, but fans can't do much more. Like, I mean, they pay, like, what, you know, 20, 30 quid into the game, well, 20 quid into the games, 10 or into, into the ground, as you see in Oil Park. What more can people do? Season tickets, League of Ireland fees, League of Ireland TV no, fees. It, it needs substantial funding. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether whether they're give, given as, I mean, Pingo, you you probably see there from, you know, teams well below the MLS standard, but they're playing in, you know, you, you often hear Kieran Gildoff talk about when when he was in Armada and stuff like that, like the facilities, even below the top level are, are top class, aren't they, in America? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. There's a new team just started in Chicago this year, and they're playing. They're playing the Chicago House Athletic Club, and they're playing in a stadium of I think it's twenty-five thousand, and they're they're only getting about a thousand people at the game, but they're playing in a twenty-five thousand seater stadium. Do you know? And and they literally set up. I think they they announced they were set up this day last year. Uh, I just saw it on LinkedIn today, and they only started playing the first game about three or four weeks ago, and they're playing in a twenty-five thousand seater stadium. You know, it's it's, it's it's mad. It's it's mad, but you know, you need that government investment. You know, mm. that that's the biggest thing. I I think that 
from what you are saying, as I say, I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but um, from what you're saying, he, he's throwing his blame at the wrong people. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's... We, we can get into a big John Delaney debate, an FEI debate, but that's... that's and, and, and that all has legacy issues, and I, and I don't think that that should be dismissed either. No. But but you know what? The, the FEI and the, and the national government missed the boat in 2016. You know, yeah. with, the, with Dundalk getting into the group stage, not only getting into the group stage, but winning games... That was when money should have been. They should have been kind of parked, their ears should have parked up and been like, right, we need to we need to do something here, mm-hmm. you know, because by all accounts, you know, with, with everything obviously that's happening with with the dog right now, I, there was war, I think Dan said it on our part, didn't he? That you know the FEI have tried to get some people to buy the club, you know, but it shouldn't be in a position for that, you know. If you have if you have good enough government funding, you might still have fast fix and charge now. Um, yeah. and, and, and and better facilities, and and that's all you want. Governments to fund facilities, yeah. and let and let the let the volunteers and let the club workers concentrate on the on-field stuff because that's all they can afford to do anyway. But if the governments all and look, we we've had this conversation obviously with with the GAA pitch and DKIT yeah. and yeah. no funding for Dundalk closest closer to home. But you know, Finn Finn Harps wanted a new stadium at one point. How long did it take at loan to get their stadium? Yeah. Well, I say a stadium. It's not even a stadium. They get a stand. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, even a stadium. Stand. It is. It is. Yeah. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying is like, it still doesn't look great. Then when you watch, when we watched the cup semi final last year, it it looks yeah, like yeah. it looks like Coothill Harps ground almost. You know. Don't you dare. Don't you, you drag Coothill Harps into this? How dare you? you know, yeah. Um, but uh, but you but you know what I'm saying is some some yeah. of these grounds look look amateur. And I can see where he's coming from that point, but like I, I don't understand why do you blame supporters? Supporters don't, and we've said this about Oriel Park for years, is you know people are people don't want to come to subpar facilities. Yeah. And if you if in my opinion it should be government funded on ground development only, and let the rest of it take care of itself, and then that money is is pigeonholed to one side, and it's only for ground development. Yeah. Put me in front of Leo Varadkar, I'll sort it. Me, me, me and Patrick John. Me and Patrick John's going to go up to the government and sort it. Patrick John. Oh, yeah, none of your, yeah, your football friends. None of your best mates, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gents, this has actually been a good night and a good vibe. And I think we'll get back to, um, you know, we'll let, we let Pingu actually listen to that podcast and he come back with a, another opinion then for us. I'm joking, Pingu. <laughs> But but like I, I think there's there's definitely there's there's element to that. I think his conversation of using certain tools against us to, to knock down the league and reasons not to do it. Well, I think that should be a reason for us to kick on and start using. We got to use this. You know, that's on a public public platform now. Who does that responsibility land with? That's where we all need to push now um, as a league and everything. Um, I think. One thing I don't think the lads really touched on was, you know, the women's league has now been picked up with TG Akaha to start broadcasting somewhere. Again. Why couldn't the League of Ireland be tied in with that too? I don't know. Because that would be common sense. Yeah. And then he was talking about the domestic game, but the domestic game was including the senior squads under 21s, mm. 19, 17. Some of them were going on RT player or whatever. I think this bundling of... The national team and our national league together, it doesn't work. 
because what happens is they care so much about the national team when it comes yeah. to the national league they couldn't care less it's we have to we've got enough we're obliged to show 15 matches including cup we'll do that that's the bog basic we want to do i don't know anybody who just have a passing interest to you know and want to stay involved with an interest in the league if they only see 15 games over the course of a full season you'd be like well what happened to that team i saw them at the opening game of the season i saw them a bit in the middle i saw a bit of a cup run and at the end what happened to that team in the middle that i seen at the very start you know you yeah. you couldn't get yourself hooked as as a um as they call them armchair um viewers and stuff like that you know bar stoolers who are only checking in every so often how do you hook them at all yeah if if you're if you're only going to show 15 games in a full season, I don't I don't I don't get that. So I yeah, yeah, and most channels across the world, you have 15 games at a weekend. Yeah, you know like exactly. It's... And and look and and he was saying you know this can't be a blame just at, at RTE's feed either. You know we have other broadcasters in in this country, and then I say well then well then take it away from them. So say here's here's your national team. Here's the rights for that. Here's the rights for this. Are, is anyone interested in? It? If they're not, they say. Who's interested in a block of 15? Who's interested in a block of five? Who's interested in a block of 10 matches? And, mm. and spread it up across three, four different broadcasters then. Yeah. You know, that's so all of a sudden we've gone from having 15 games to maybe 35 games very easily. Well, I think that's been the problem, isn't it? That it has been tied to the RT deal. So yeah. even if someone else was interested, they weren't able to show it. And then you get five minutes of coverage after home and away before the yeah. match starts. You think well, that's that's no lead-in analysis for this at all. Sure. And I think well, that's the only place it can, it can fit in due to due to fit, uh, figures. But I don't think like to put something in in front of like how are you going to have a passive interest? You can't attract more people into it to get a higher viewership if you're going to show it erratically like that. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. To me. If you show yeah. something constantly over the season, you would like to see. Well, I show the game every Friday or. Like someone even mentioned on a Thursday night, could we have a TV exclusive? I think it was Johnny mentioned, should there be a TV exclusive on a Thursday night and the rest of the game then on a Friday night? And that game is the best game for that weekend, gets picked, get moved to a Thursday, and then we show the rest of the games then after. So we make a little bit of a, of a thing about a Thursday night football. Here it is as an exclusive. You know, but you need that for a full season. So you're showing the results, you're showing tables, you're showing players, people can, can, can get... Um, Hooked into a team or yeah, a player, it. yeah, exactly. But but to show fifteen over a full season is it's it's pointless, I think. Hmm. Yeah, you, you, need to, you, you need to Sorry. preempt the games that were fifteen absolute cracking games, and that like if you get fifteen yeah. bad games. Remember, it's been fifteen out of a hundred odd. You get fifteen well, we've shots. We've seen games where we've had a, like a loud derby, a, a Dublin derby, all in the same weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like. You look at you, you look see, at see those big games. See those big games as well. You know when he's talking about a backdrop, and, and you mentioned the Aviva, but five ten minutes ago, yeah, the likes of a Dublin derby. You know, I think is it it's four rounds, isn't it? Is it four rounds of games? Yeah, um, yeah. Why not play two games at the Aviva of the Dublin derby? Just just as an example. Uh, you're, one, one you're in too long now. You want to franchise know, the, the Dublin derby? This, this it, but no, but you know, if you want to have that, if you want to have that backdrop, you know. Yeah. The, Dublin, the Dublin Derby has really been the showcase game in the league over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and ta- it looks well in Tala. Uh, it does, doesn't look as good when it's in Daily Mount because it will in a couple of years. But if they want to build it, they, that's the kind of game you need to be looking at and showing in, the, in a bigger setting and showing this is what we can have. 
Do you know, even just do it one year and do it as that experiment of this is what we want to have and and this is the style of football because, you know, you, you talk to a lot of people even in, in England and... Well, do you move your so, semi-finals of the FAI Cup then? Yeah, to, yeah, move them there even and put them on RT. As a neutral venue know. and then you're yeah. bringing in the, the passing by bigger, bigger exactly. audience in Dublin. Exactly. Well, you know... Chris, I know me, myself and yourself listen to Friday, Friday Live, um, mm. even though we're, we're not talking to Dale anymore, but, you know, he, he talks, he waxes lyrical about some of his mates that have started watching the league, and they'll say the standard of football is probably better than, than League 1, League 2 football. It's probably not too far off on a power with, he actually said it's more more akin to European style of football because the teams get down and they actually try and play a bit of ball. But it just... Again, it goes back to that backdrop, that setting. It doesn't look as good in... Or even tonight, you watch the game tonight, Oriel doesn't look great. Mm-hmm. You know, but you, you put that maybe in the Aviva or put the Cup semi-final against Pats in the Aviva. Now it looks mm-hmm. like a game. And when you see that football... I mean, you look at when we played against Arsenal. I watched Filippo had a, a clip up um, of the game. I think it was in the Aviva, actually, on his, on his LinkedIn last week. And playing against Arsenal, playing against a top team in England and Dundalk FC is trying to play it around. You know, yeah. and, and and that's what you putting in that backdrop just looks far better. If you if you know what I'm trying to say, I think that Yeah, no, no you're right. No. And, and and that was his point as well, like so yeah, you're 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 absolutely bang on. That's what I was right. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's there, there's loads of things. There's there's loads of things we that we can do, that we can do and should do better. And and what yeah. they've done, you know, when you when you think about when the Premier League broke away from the FA, it then got control of its own marketing, its own broadcast contracts, its own sponsorship contracts, and then pooled all that money and spread it back down through the Premier Division again. And now you'll think of how that's marketed. You know, that's do we need to come away from the FAI then as a league? To kick into the next is there enough is there enough guidance currently in the FAI to bring us to a, a new level like that or do we need to do our own thing is is the next question I suppose you know what it'd be great nobody mentioned it over the last year or so an all-Ireland league but you're right no you're right to be fair Chris but I, I think the league or the FAI has to have some control over it or else there can't be an, a senior international team yeah, but the yeah, FA yeah, still look after guidance of referees and that. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm sure the FBI sure would be happy to give of the league, but everything else is taken away. Yeah, I'm sure the FBI would be happy to give it, like, give it up or get rid of the problem, child. Yeah. That's fair. Can we? Saying, yeah. Can we? Can we wrap it up and leave it at that? Yeah, before we, we go, happy? I want to fin- I want to finish on a positive, Chris, if that's all right. Um, all right, Pat Hoobin's uh, awesome. Yeah, Pat Hoobin was class, but no, I just want to look at. Uh, there was obviously a lot of positivity this week around how um, how impressive the supporters' club meeting is. So it was disappointing to see a little bit of back and forth between two friends of the show, Brendan Ogle and uh, Brendan Ogle and live at Oriel, Mister Jerry Malone today. So I'm I'm putting this out. On the airwaves today, I would like to see a charity boxing match between Jerry Malone and Brendan Ogle, with the pro with the proceeds going to heading the game to a mental health charity, and we'll settle this feud and we get the two of them to shake hands 
um, at the end of it all. I think, I think poor but, Jerry's got a sore back at the moment. I'm not too sure how feasible this is. Don't worry, we'll give him six months training. But I, I, that's why I would like to see. I'd like to see Jerry, Jerry and Brendan settle it in the ring. <laughs> Here's a gauntlet. That, that's, if, if he had to give me ten guesses of what he was going to, the last thing he was going to see in the show, I would do that. No, no. To, to be fair, Pingu, I'm going to give you that. Um, I'll, I'll let you end on um, on your very best. Let's get ready to rumble then. All right. No, no. I'm going to go a different one. No pad, no party. 